All right, let's unlock this thing. Hello, and welcome to We Live on a Planet. You made it. You found me. I'm so glad you did. I'm your host, Patrick. This is episode 520 that we're working on today. Titling this one, Anxiety is Needless. Isn't that true? I'm recording this one on Sunday, November 7th, 2021, and it's currently 37 degrees Fahrenheit. Burr, feels like 33. Highs are going to be about 55 degrees Fahrenheit, though. We don't have many days like that left. Winds are out of the north, 5 miles per hour. Don't forget daylight savings. If you do daylight savings, depending on what region of the world you're in, you turn your clocks back one hour. We'll talk a little bit about that and much more right here at We Live on a Planet. Stick around, get comfy. We have a good show for you. Just like that, we're back. All right, here's our quote to start the show from Seth Godin. Anxiety is practicing failure in advance. Anxiety is needless and imaginary. It's fear about fear. Fear that means nothing. Seth Godin. Anxiety is practicing failure in advance. Anxiety is needless and imaginary. It's fear about fear. Fear that means nothing. How true. I really can relate to that quote by Seth. I don't mean to practice failure in advance. (laughs) I'm not trying to consciously do that. But I do have a lot of anxieties that I'm working on. I hide them very well. I think all the years of dealing with it, I, I just cope. I'm allowed to, or allowed to uh, function in certain situations, even though deep down I'm dying because of my anxiety, because of just years of masking and chameleoning into certain situations. Speaking of new situations, I, if you follow the show, you know I got a new healthcare provider, and I'm very optimistic, and I feel very uh, happy about my meeting with her. She was very caring, very informative, and I'm hoping that we can find a nice balance together. And uh, yeah, that would be really nice. I was. I was looking forward to seeing her anyways. I I was optimistic being the nurse practitioner. I, if you follow the show, I told you some of my best and most thorough care has been by a nurse practitioner. I have a soft heart, soft place for nurses anyways. My wife is a nurse. My mom is a nurse. I worked with nurses for years when I worked at the hospital here in Oswego, and nurses are just a special breed. Quite a few of my, or a couple of my cousins are nurses. And uh, yeah, nurses are amazing. Amazing people. 
what they do and what they do to give. All right, what else are we going to talk about today? Um, oh, I, I know. Let's pull it up. Today is game day. Go Bills. Go Bills. Game day today against Jacksonville Jaguars. The Bills are 5 and 2. The Jag Jacksonville Jaguars are 1 and 6. So they're not looking too good this season. 1 p.m. game. And then it's Bills versus the Jets next. The Jets right now are currently 2 and 6. Yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars started November 30th, 1993. Yeah, go Bills. Hey. Are you up yet? Are you dancing? Are you awake? <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. Make me want to shout. All right, my friends, stick around. We'll be right back. Yeah, welcome back. Sounds like I'm still at Sharky's. That was a lot of fun. If you follow the show, I was telling you how um, the Sharkies were having, Sharky Racing was having a party for their crew and their sponsors and they graciously invited me to their homestead and it was great people great food great time jeff made jeff is the race car driver jeff made some fried chicken that was killer it was really good it was he used a deep fryer he had it outside his garage um like a turkey deep fryer you know and it came out so good all I, I told him, and this was a really good compliment because I have uh, my great-grandmother, who's sadly gone now, but we called her Grandma the Good Cook. I had a couple great-grandmothers, and when we would go visit them when I was a little kid, my mom would be like, well, we're going to see great-grandma, and we were like, which one, great-grandma the good cook? And uh, the other grandma was a good cook too, but this my one grandma, oh, great-grandma, she baked so many Christmas cookies that were phenomenal, but she also made really good homemade fried chicken in a cast iron skillet. And I can remember as a kid eating it right fresh out of the cast iron, nice and warm and piping hot the way it was last night at the Sharky's. But I also remember having it the day after when it was cold and really liking cold fried chicken. And I still will enjoy cold fried chicken once in a great while. We don't have fried chicken that much here. We are having a um, Popeye's is coming here to Oswego, the little city of Oswego. We don't have many fast food restaurants here to choose from, and so that will be something new. And then there's another place that's regional called Tully's, and it's like a sports bar and it's in an old friendlies building friendlies was a restaurant ice cream place 
and closed down. And so the Tully's that's going in there is not going to be as large as a normal Tully's, but they're going to have their chicken tenders and stuff like that. Back to the Sharky party. Jeez, I almost... I got uh, carried away. I forgot to talk or got sidetracked. But yeah, his parents are really good people too. They're really nice. They were welcoming and they're friendly and fun. And uh, I got to see Jeff's brother, Tim, his younger brother, who I know from years at Fort Ontario. And when I first met Tim at Fort Ontario, he was only like 11 or 12 years old. And uh, I believe he's 22 years old now. So time does fly, doesn't it? I also got to see a buddy of mine from high school who is one of Jeff's uh, mechanics and kind of go-to guy, does a lot of things. Bill from high school, him and I went to high school together, and we, we played football together, and that guy was a crazy hard hitter in football. He was not afraid to go put, put the pads to you, put the helmet to you, that's for sure. One of those rugged, tough guys, and... It was good seeing him and meeting his wife, and she made really good. I I didn't know it was her mac and cheese, but I grabbed some mac and cheese, and I was like, took a bite of it, and I said, well, somebody knows how to make mac and cheese, and he pointed to his wife because I, I make a really good homemade mac and cheese, so I'm a stickler for it when I have mac and cheese. I can tell right away if I'm going to like, you know, or the first bite, if it's the type of mac and cheese I like, and she she nailed it. Everything was good. I unfortunately did not get to partake in Jeff's mother's really delicious-looking taco dip that she brought out. Um, I by then I had already had some, you know, some chicken that Jeff made and some mac and cheese, and I had to get some salt potatoes, which is a regional thing. They're little new potatoes that are just cooked in a salt brine, and you dip them in butter. And uh, the Irish part of me had to get my potato intake. I love potatoes anyways. And who doesn't like drawn butter? Well, maybe you don't, but I do. All right, stick around when we come back. We'll ramble more because I got more to talk about. We'll be right back. All right, like I said, it is daylight savings. So depending on where you are, you turn your clock back one hour. How I always remember that is spring ahead, fall back. So in the spring, you turn your clocks ahead. In the fall, you turn your clocks back. Interesting story. Um, who, who do you think it is that created daylight savings time? If you said Benjamin Franklin, you're in the same party as me because I thought, Benjamin Franklin was the one who started Daylight Savings. And uh, oddly enough, at the party last night, we talked about Daylight Savings, and Jeff and I both said, you know, it was Benjamin Franklin. And uh, believe it or not, I it got my brain going. So I had to root around, go down the rabbit hole. Daylight Savings Time was first enacted by the federal government during World War I as a way to conserve coal. Daylight savings time persisted in various forms on local and state levels, 
until the government, the federal government passed the Uniform Time Act in 1966. All right, so that brought me down another rabbit hole. Daylight savings time is used to save energy and make better use of daylight. It was first used in 1908, right in Thunder Bay, Canada. My friends up in the north, first used in 1908. Well, Germany and Austria were the first countries to use daylight saving time in 1916. It is a little known fact that a few hundred Canadians beat the German Empire by eight years. On July 1st, 1908, the residents of Port Arthur, Ontario, which is today's Thunder Bay, turned their clocks forward by one hour to start the world's first daylight savings time period. Yeah. Holy moly donut shop. The rabbit hole opens up even further. Germany popularized daylight savings time. So even though it was Canada first, or Germany, Canada, (laughs) excuse me, first in Canada, then 1916 in Germany, but it didn't really catch on uh, for a little while. But who invented it? Who invented If you think daylight savings time is a good idea, you can thank New Zealand scientist George Vernon Hudson and British builder William Willett. In 1895, Hudson presented a paper to the Wellington Philosophical Society. I didn't, I didn't say that right. I know I didn't. Proposing a two-hour shift forward in October and a two-hour shift back in March. That was an interesting idea, but it never was followed through. All right, so Benjamin Franklin, the father of daylight savings time. Many sources also credit Benjamin Franklin to being the first to suggest seasonal time change. So if you were wondering, you know, you weren't having a man, what is it? Uh, Mandela effect, because yeah, um, the the idea was voiced by him in 1784, but it was more as uh, meant as a joke by him. Really, that you can you can find out way more by uh, just typing in the history of daylight savings time. So yeah. It's an ancient idea, though. Although modern daylight saving time has only been used for about 100 years, ancient civilizations are known to have engaged in comparable practices thousands of years ago. For example, the Roman water clocks used different scales for different months of the year to adjust the daily schedule to the solar time. Hmm. Yeah. So now we know about that. And that wasn't even our fact site. That that was just a little bit about daylight savings. And I I butchered butchered the philosophical. Is that right? Philosophical. Philosophical society. I think I said it right now. Now that I'm not overthinking it. <laughs> uh, 
why do you follow me? <laughs> I'm so glad you do. Thank you for even the painful parts. The time that it's like being at a dentist without Novocaine. Stick around. When we come back, we'll put some Novocaine in. We'll be right back. You came back. Good. No Novocaine needed? All right. <laughs> it's hard for me. Once you put all those letters together and those words and everything, holy. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Also, Aqua Spa, my favorite place. It's our one year anniversary this month of being members of Aqua Spa. We've been going there every month for a year except for last month when we went on our family trip to the Adirondacks. But Aquaspa contacted us, my wife and I, the other day and asked us if we wanted to come in to get a complimentary cryo skin, a cryo facial, which is almost like a $300 value. And um, we were both like, oh, uh, yeah, yes, please, my wife, Actually, you know, she was way more down for it. I was was like, yeah, sure, that sounds cool. I've never had a facial. I've only had one massage in my whole life, but never had a deep cleansing facial, especially a cryo facial. And you're like, what is cryo? Sounds just like what it is. Super, super cold. Yeah, but um, it was like an hour long, I think. And she, real deep cleansing. She goes in first and exfoliates your skin and uses all these different uh, concoctions. And one of them was uh, something that had a bunch of fruit in it and stuff, fruit pieces and stuff. And you could feel it moving around on your skin. And then the she puts a cold lavender towel on your face and then you'll go through another step and she takes all the stuff off that she just put on and puts on another cold lavender towel and it's just just a groovy feeling overall you're laying laying down on this table your head's in a nice bolster uh bolstered comfy position she's got a bolster under your knees and you're laid down comfortable and uh just getting a deep cleansing and a massage and then this cryo wand goes onto your face and it just it's really super cold I don't know how cold it gets to but um you could she took before and after pictures and you could see a considerable difference in my before and after pictures to where she came up to me afterwards and said not many guys come in and get this service done um, I really want to have more of a male clientele as well because I want them to know that they can benefit from cryo skin and getting a cryofacial and the fine lines and lifting and toning. And uh, she goes, do you mind if I use your pictures? And I was like, no, not at all. I felt flattered. I was like, go ahead, use them. My wife and I are already had the um, opportunity to to speak for Aqua Spa for, um, on a uh, PBS public broadcasting system network here in America, and it was a TV commercial for them. Well, not a commercial, but 
they talked all about Aquaspa, and we gave our testimonial, little testimonial, and talked about how we loved it. And Tammy and Terry are great people. I've talked many times how I want to get them on the show, and we've talked about it, and you guys have maybe, if you follow the show, saying you've said plenty of times that you were going to interview them, and why haven't you yet? It's just the timing hasn't worked out yet. It just hasn't really worked. Um, it will. There'll be a time when it will be the right time to interview them when I can get them both down. They're very busy. Terry has not only does he own Aqua Spa, but he also owns Leroy Body Jewelry. And their spa is like, you're talking like a $2 million place, 64 or 6,500 square feet, just of bliss, of bliss. So uh, they're busy people. They're running a business and doing all kinds of stuff. And so if I can get 15, you know, 15 to half hour, half hour time talking to them just a little bit, we'll, we'd end up talking longer because Aqua Spa is their baby. And anytime anybody's talking about their child, you can just start ranting and raving and going on about them. Speaking of children, thank you, Abby, if you're listening, my youngest daughter, for letting me borrow your car so I could go to the Sharky Racing Party. You're, you're a great kid. <laughs> we'll be right back. Stick around. And we're back. Did I tell you it's early Sunday morning here right now when I'm recording? It is early. I can't sleep very well. And uh, daylight savings had me. I don't know. But it's early. But we're going to learn something. I'm going to learn something. I think it's good to learn something new every day. At least to try to learn one thing. And I learned that um, Benjamin Franklin is not really the father of daylight savings time. Although he did have an idea of it. It was our friends to the north. Yeah. Friends to the north. All right. You ready to get a wrinkle on that brain of yours? Use that gray matter. Here we are at uh, the History Channel's website. And on this day of history, November 7th, 1944, FDR. Franklin Delano Roosevelt wins an unprecedented fourth term. Yeah, four terms, if you're like, four terms. Yeah, he's he remains the only president to have served more than two terms. And uh, it was in... Who, who changed that? By the time Roosevelt was elected to his fourth term, the war had taken a turn in the favor of the Allies, but FDR's health was already in decline. And it was in 1947 with President Harry Truman, wrote President Roosevelt's vice president in office, Congress proposed a law that would limit president to ter two consecutive terms. Up to that time, presidents either voluntarily followed George Washington's example of serving a maximum of two terms or were unsuccessful in winning a third. But yeah, FDR, four terms. I didn't know that. I, I don't know how I didn't know that. But yeah, here in America, two terms is all you can run. 
All right, you, here's also on this day in U.S. politics. The year 2000, Hillary Clinton is elected to the U.S. Senate. Here's another one in the year 2000, and I remember this one very well. The election results be, between Al Gore and George Bush too close to call. And it was like really close. And the chads, the hanging chads on the voting, the voting cards, if you can remember that. Um, here's one for the 19th century. We we're just talking about our friends to the north. 1885, Canada's transcontinental railway is completed. Sports, 1991, Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson announces he is HIV positive. Stuns the world by announcing his sudden retirement from the Los Angeles Lakers after testing positive for HIV. And uh, at the time, many people viewed, you know, that was a death sentence. We've learned so much. You know who was really pivotal, if I said that, pivotal about um, AIDS awareness and everything before America even jumped on board was Princess Diana. She embraced the AIDS community and tried to break the stigma. And yeah, she was a really special person. She really was. All right, here's one Vietnam War in 1972. Nixon reelected for president. He defeats Senator George McGovern. He was a Democrat out of South Dakota. All right, what else do we have? 1916. Jeanette Rankin becomes the first U.S. Congresswoman. 1916, Art, Literature, and Film History, 1943, singer-songwriter Joni Mitchell is born. You know, I know the name. I grew up listening, but I couldn't name one of Joni Mitchell's songs. If you know a Joni Mitchell song and you're listening to the show right now, please contact me and, and remind me of a Joni Mitchell song. I don't want to Google it. You can contact me. I'll tell you how later on. Oh, here's one. Art, literature, and film history. A sad one in 1980. King of Cool. Steve McQueen dies. Yeah. Remember in that movie, Bullet? Maybe you don't, but that was a good one. You could buy the Bullet Mustang at one time. And what they did was they tuned the exhaust to sound just like the Bullet car from the movie. Uh, 1940, natural disasters and environment, the Tacoma Narrows Bridge collapses. That's that famous bridge video that you see where the bridge is swaying and it looks like the, the concrete is made out of Play-Doh. Yeah, that was the Tacoma Narrow. All right. And that about um, sums it up for this day in history. There's a lot more you can learn at this day in history, and I encourage you, to get over there and get a little uh, wrinkle on your brain. <laughs> we'll be right back. Slopping the bass. Slopping the bass. Do you remember that? And I love you, man. Paul Rudd. I love Paul Rudd. He's so funny. I don't know if I love him. 
we use that word so weirdly, don't we? I can remember um, in school, one of the priests explaining love and the three different loves that there is because we would be like, oh, I love that football team or whatever. I love the Bills. Like, I love the Buffalo Bills. And he's he would be like, you don't love them. You like them. And, you know, and he would explain the love. And it was so technical. And there's like agape, philos, and uh, agape, philos, and one other love. I can't remember. But if you can remember that other love and a Joni Mitchell song, <laughs> please contact me at WLOAP.com. From there, you can find all my contact info. Or if you have a pen handy, you can use your cell phone. It's 315-326-1882. That's 315-326-1882. It will ring five times before the voicemail picks up. You can also use go right to Instagram. Find my Instagram and leave a little voice message just like my buddy Radio Mylar does once in a while. So if you know of those answers to those questions, please get a hold of me. I would love to hear from you. Um, what are we going to do next? I think we're going to learn just a little bit about Thor. How about we learn just a couple things about Thor? In September 1963, Thor became a founding member of the Avengers alongside Iron Man, the Hulk, Ant-Man, and the Wasp. Well, you know, Thor is probably Marvel's most recognizable character with his magical hammer and godly-like appearance, but his story goes back further than you might have thought. Based on the Norse mythological god of Thor, Marvel has turned this mighty man into a popular superhero of the modern day, which is so true. Thor made his first appearance in the 1962 Marvel comic. That's when we first saw him. Although the character of Thor has been around for centuries, his first appearance came in 1962 in Marvel Comics. Um, he, the Norse god is known for his incredible strength and being the god of thunder. And the Marvel created their first comic book to feature Thor called Journey into Mystery, number 83. However, a different version of Thor featured in Venus, number 12 and number 13, was published in 1951. Hmm. Thor was put to Earth by his father, Odin, as punishment. Earth can be a punishment, can it? <laughs> okay, what else? The creation of Thor's hammer is somewhat scientifically possible. Thor's famous weapon, his hammer, called Min Minjorn, Minjorn, it was formed in an astronomical way. Quite literally, Thor's hammer was forged in the core of a dying star in the Marvel Universe. In our universe, when a star is dying, its core becomes so hot, it produces a dense matter called neutronium. It's estimated that a single teaspoon of this matter could weigh billions of ton, tons, like Thor's hammer. The science behind elements in Marvel's Thor's movies is based on theories we have 
in this universe to make it more believable. I know that um, King Tut's dagger was made out of a meteor. That's cool. The love of Thor's life is Jane Foster. Everybody's got to love somebody. Like I said earlier, Thor is one of the founding members of the Avengers. In September 1963, Thor became a founding member, like I said, with uh, Iron Man, the Hulk, Ant-Man, and the Wasp. General Nicholas Fury formed the Avengers to protect America against any superhuman threat. The group was labeled Earth's Mightiest Heroes. As well as Loki, Thor has a half-brother named Autumn, A-T-U-M, Adam, Autumn. And, uh, yeah, I think that does it. Thor's enemy is his adopted brother, Loki, which I think we all knew. And there's a lot more you can learn right over at the fact site, because that's where I got this info. It's from the fact site. And I encourage you to head on over to the fact site and uh, get another wrinkle on your brain, like we did twice. We'll be right back more than twice today. We've been learning lots. Thanks for coming back. Thank you for spending your time with me. I know I always say it, maybe it sounds corny, but it's the most valuable gift you could ever give me is your time. That's all we have really on this world is time. I mean, you have so many other things, but time is limited. And so for you to give me some of your time, I appreciate it. Um, one of the things I wanted to start doing and I, re I almost forgot is uh, the did you know. Even though we learn all kinds of stuff, I like the, like, just the did you know facts, the quick little weird ones. I send these to my daughters often, <laughs> just out of the blue. I love them so, so much. I'm very lucky. But um, did you know medieval castle stairs were often built to ascend in narrow clockwise spirals? so right-handed castle defenders could use their swords more easily. This design put those on the way up at a disadvantage, unless they were left-handed, like my oldest daughter. The steps were also uneven to give defenders the advantage of anticipating each step's size while attackers tripped over them. Isn't that weird? Did you know that? I did not. We just learned a simple fact. And uh, that was pretty neat. All right, my friends. I had so much more I felt like I wanted to talk to you about. What did, did we? I, I'm, I got show notes in front of me. We live on a planet is always unedited, unscripted one and done. The only thing I do have is show notes that are highlighted so I don't forget to talk about something. So daylight savings, check. I have that written down. My quote, we already said the quote, 
which is anxiety is practicing failure in advance. Anxiety is needless and imaginary. It's fear about fear. Fear that's meaning means nothing. Seth Godin. All right. Talked about the Sharky Racing Party. That was a good time. My new health care provider, Aqua Spa, and how groovy they are. Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Go Bills. I told you about how to contact me. Man, I think I I did. Yeah. I get a sticker for today, I think. We'll put this one up on the fridge and call it done. Grab the magnet and put it up on the fridge so everybody can see it. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Tell a friend about We Live on a Planet. I love that when I hear people tell me, oh, I ended up listening to your show the other day. I love it, but deep down I'm like, ooh, they heard me? Did I screw up? Did I make them laugh? Did I this? Did I that? But, um, yeah, tell a friend, family member about We Live on a Planet. My new schedule, too. Thursdays and Sundays are new episodes. But you can always go back into the archives and listen to some old ones if you want. Nobody's telling you you can't. All right, take care. As always, do your best to stay curious and not judgmental. Take care, my friends. Peace.